Hello and welcome to the Dome Room Dispute Podcast. I am not, in fact, a single lady, but for International... Yeah, (laughs) happy International Women's Day. For all the ladies out there. That don't listen to this podcast because you guys probably don't care. Although maybe, you know what, my mom will probably listen to that and she'll be happy because we're acknowledging her. Shout out to all the moms. Happy International Women's Day. Yep. Big news coming out of this week was Wednesday night, LeBron James passed Michael Jordan in the all-time uh, scoring list. And this should have been a very big event. It's so LeBron, best player in the league. It's L.A. You got all the glitz and grammar. And it was a dud. It was bad. Like The, the moment did not feel big. The crowd was kind of like not into mm-hmm. it. His teammates yeah. gave him like the awkward like high fives. They were down by 14 points. Like when Drew Brees on Monday Night Football yeah. broke the passing record, it was a huge deal. His teammates came out, they stopped the game, his family was there. That was a big deal. This should have been a bigger deal. And unfortunately, too, for their season, they're out of the playoffs, which is another thing where, for the first time, I think, in this podcast, one of my predictions was r- 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 wrong. The Lakers <laughs> yeah, will not make the playoffs. He says it's the first time. If we kept track, we don't know. And as big of a LeBron fan I am, I think it is very fair to question uh, his leadership heading into this year. I or this year for the first time in his career, I think it's very fair you can question his leadership. Starting off in LA, he came there and he has all of his side projects. Doesn't feel like he's really focused on basketball. He's got like a million different things coming out each week. There's something new coming out. Yeah. Produced by LeBron James. Exactly. They botched the Anthony Davis uh, trade nice. with his uh, agent kind of um really tearing apart the locker room there it's just been overall it's been a rough it's been a rough year for him and that is very fair criticism this is the first time in his career he's been considered i think it's fair to say you could say there's some bad leadership capabilities but this should not be an indictment on him in the mj lebron debate People are saying, "Oh well, you know, look at them. Like this year, like one of the lot of the a lot of things I heard from this week was like, oh, look at him. He look, you know, bad leader. They're out of the playoffs. You can't be the greatest of all time. Jordan would never do this. I think we're forgetting Jordan was a awful leader too. So, for example, Michael Jordan, he punched a teammate in the face, Steve Kerr, when the Bulls let Charles Oakley go and they brought in Bill Cartwright. Jordan resented the loss of his friend Charles Oakley and he took it out on Cartwright." calling a medical bill and intentionally throwing impossible-to-handle passes at him during practice. When Oscar Paris, the chief, was uh, brought into the Bulls, he was a legendary player for the Celtics in all their title years with Larry Bird, he was brought to the Bulls, and in one of the first practices, Paris botched one of the plays, and Jordan was jawing at him, and he he said to his face, I'm going to kick your ass, and there was a big fight in practice. Also, as a leader in Washington, this is a similar thing here with the Lakers. Uh, You see... With the Wizards, there's a lot of players that looked up to him, and by the end of the year, they could not stand him. Uh, Jordan proved to be more of a tormentor than a mentor, and many Washington uh, players got the business end of Jordan uh, being like, uh, like harassing him during practice. For example, uh, Kwame Brown was like the designated whipping post. Uh, a source told uh, Sports Illustrated that Jordan ritually reduced Brown to tears in front of the entire team. He was not a good leader either, so it's very unfair to compare the two. By saying, like, oh, it's going to minimize LeBron because he's had one bad year in L.A. He still has time to turn it around. This is the first time he's gone to a roster without his team in place. It's a coach he doesn't really like. And this roster, quite frankly, it's not very good. It's one of the worst rosters he's had to play with in a tougher conference. So I think it's very, it's a very unfair indictment to compare the two, especially if you're going to bash him <laughs> on his leadership because this is the first time in his career I think he can say that he's done a poor job of being a leader. Well, there you have it, and <clears throat> that is not going to be the last to hear you hear of LeBron versus the Michael Jordan debate. Like we were saying before, this is the Dorm Dispute Podcast, not just hosted by Marshall, Mac Lewis, and Mitch Kaminsky, though. We have uh, Tyler Berger, a sophomore industrial engineering major here at Bradley. Tyler, you can yes. say Welcome hello to talk. all ten and to twenty of our fans. Uh, but yeah, so we had a, we had a little uh, in a, one of our group chats. We had a little de- mini debate uh, on MJ. Um, and uh, LeBron. So in honor uh, of him passing yeah. the Michael Jordan milestone, we brought in a big uh, yeah. Michael Jordan fan. He thinks Michael Jordan's the GOAT. I believe LeBron James is a better player. Exactly. And so we're going to hash it out. So yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll have a little good debate session, a real debate session. I'll be the little moderator here because I'm the, the, the cool head in this room. But yeah, Mitch had his uh, little opener. So uh, Tyler, well, I'll let you all hand the mic over to you. I'm Before I start, I should say that LeBron is a very talented player. I'm not disregarding all of his skills and whatnot. However, I do think that Michael Jordan set a precedent for winning that LeBron has already failed to meet. 
LeBron or Michael Jordan had six rings and six finals appearances, and it took LeBron. I mean, what two teams before he won a ring? Hmm? He didn't win with there the. He didn't win until he was with the Heat with D and Chris Bosh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though. LeBron or Jordan never he never was able to get past the Celtics. He couldn't get past the Pistons, so he's old. He never won. He couldn't even make it out of the first round of the playoffs until Scottie Pippen got there. I mean, it was a more physical league. It was a tougher league back then. Where nowadays you'll see more teams with all of the talent um, in like, one area. Yeah. It's all been focused into certain teams. You'll see teams like the Hawks and the Bulls in the uh, past couple years where it's. They're just reduced to the really bottom top of the league, yeah. Yeah. So, um, whereas in the 80s, the 90s, you saw teams with Larry Bird out in, in Boston. You had Isaiah Thomas and Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton out in Detroit. It was a very widespread league with talent just about everywhere. It was harder to compete in both conferences. I mean, to be fair, though, going off... First, going off the championship thing we're going to address, we're going off championships, I think Bill Russell, we'd have to consider him the best of all, greatest of all time, because he's got 11, but we don't do that, because I don't think championships are everything. Era-wise, the way LeBron James is built, you can't tell me he wouldn't be good. In the night. It's just the difference of rules, where it's like tough to compare between eras. And as far as competition-wise, I mean, the best team Jordan ever beat in the finals was the, um, was the Utah Jazz, whose third best player was Greg Ostertag. LeBron James in the finals, he had to beat a team, the Warriors, who had the best rec- regular season record of all time. And then the team he beat in down in Miami had uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, all MVPs, and they're pretty good. So, I mean, I think if you're going competi- strictly competition-wise, I think he's had more tougher competition to face in the finals than uh, Jordan ever had to over his career. Well, and again, I, I don't think it's fair to um, go with the Jazz like that. Greg Ostertag's your third best player. Okay, okay, but... Malone increasingly shrunk during big moments. Okay, but John Stockton is, I believe, one of the top steal leaders and assist leaders. He is. He is... He's a very good player. Pound for pound, one of the toughest point guards, I think, to ever play the game. But I think that's, I mean, mildly unrelated to this debate. Um, The Utah Jazz were a very good team because they worked as a team. It doesn't necessarily... They didn't all need to be great because... Teamwork is what made them great. I think the Warriors the same way though. The ball movement on that team is like oh, incredible. Hundred percent. Ball movement is the best way to score, and I think, I think in certain situations that's lost on LeBron. What well, um, for ball movement? Absolutely. I mean, he is in the top ten in scoring and assist, like at all times. He's the only player to do that. He's more of a pass first player. I think he, that's one of the things he gets bashed on in the finals, where he k- kicked it out to. Um, uh, Kyle Korver yeah. in that one game instead of like taking the shot, or even last year where they were criticizing for passing to George Hill for giving him a more quality look. So I think if you're gonna, I think he passes all. He's more of a pass first player. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. However, I can't necessarily say that assist numbers lie. Um, I tend to believe that a lot of the assists he gets are for stats purposes, but I've. That's just my opinion on it. Well, straight up numbers here for LeBron versus Jordan. LeBron has 19 more points on 1,240 fewer shot attempts, so he's a more efficient scorer. He has 2,148 more rebounds, and he has 2,951 more assists than him. And like I said, I think he be. I think he also. He's never had as good of a team as the '96 Bulls, like the Bulls in general. Those '90s Bulls, I think you can make the argument, like the '98 Bulls, for example, like that yeah. was one of the greatest teams of all time. Oh, absolutely. Well, LeBron had to carry Andrew Verzal to the finals, which of course he lost. And then last year it was J.R. Smith and company. He had to carry. Hey, to the don't finals. knock J.R. Smith. <laughs> we so, love the he- <laughs> Tennessee God, dude. So like he's always t- he has he's. He's had he's never had as good of a team as Jordan had, and I think that it's unfair to criticize him for being three and six in the finals because he's been to nine straight finals. I'd rather get to the Dan that many more times than be knocked out in the first round. He's never been eliminated in the first round, and Jordan had so. Well, and part of that is, I mean, he didn't even make the playoffs this year. But I'll I'll loop back around to that one. I want to address the rebounds first. <laughs> to say that he has that many more rebounds is expected. He's one of the bigger players 
in the league, and he he plays small forward. He should he should be getting more rebounds than Michael Jordan, who has who was six six, a shooting guard, and had Dennis Rodman on his team. Dennis Rodman was a rebounding machine. I mean, on that team, you never expected Michael Jordan to be the one going for those rebounds. Right. So he has a lot more. Yeah, exactly. He has a lot more it's, help. That's it's right. expected. So it's I don't think it's fair to say oh he's better because he has more rebounds when I'm he should saying, have more rebounds. All I'm saying is he's a more complete player. That, like, MJ, pure scoring-wise, he's probably better, although LeBron is a much better and more efficient shooter. I think three-point percentage, too, he's a mu- he was a much better shooter there. Um, but yeah, you're going complete, all-around player. I think he's a better player. The only thing Jordan might have him on is probably defense. He's a better def- Jordan was a much better defensive player. But um, So, I mean, obviously Jordan was... Well, he played defense, so he was better defensively. Um, I think... LeBron's not really a defensive player. I actually saw a highlight the other week where Kyle Kuzma had to push LeBron to go play defense. And if that's the highlights you're showing, that's that's a horrible representation of your defense. However, um, saying that LeBron James is a much better shooter is a gross overstatement. Uh, Percentage-wise, <laughs> Michael Jordan shot a 32.7 overall career three-point percentage. LeBron is currently at a 34.4. It's a 1.7% difference. So to say he's a much better shooter is different. I mean, he is a better shooter, but he's not much better. Jordan's best year three-point shooting, though, the three-point line was moved in from where it was. He was never as good of a three-point shooter as LeBron uh, LeBron currently is. Right, but if we're speaking numbers, then percentages don't lie. Speaking of numbers, this is also going to the opponent's average thing. Uh, Jordan's average in the uh, finals were uh, 31 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, uh, 4.2 assists, which is pretty nice. Uh, 45% field goal percentage. The opponent's uh, average uh, finishing defensive rating was ninth. In LeBron's finals appearances, and his, his last three finals, just the last three finals losses, for example, he averaged 34.6 points per game, 11.6 rebounds per game, uh, 9.5 assists per game, and he shot 51.4 uh, from the field. And the opponent's average defensive rating was fifth over ninth. So I think numbers wise, too, even in the losses, he's been much better than Jordan has uh, in the finals. Okay, points wise, yes, as he should. Well, and assist wise, and rebound wise, and efficiency okay. wise. Again, rebounds. You expect him to have more rebounds. Still, assist and field goal percentage. Assist. If we're, we're going to count out, fine. You can count out the rebound thing, which he still had more, but still as, more as he should. As he should. Assist. Assist. I'll give you. Uh, Michael Jordan was not necessarily the most willing passer. Um, points, however, I think that's also kind of expected with. As you were saying, the teams that he's been to the finals with, I mean, last year he went with, what, J.R. Smith and company. He should, with the team they had, he should have been the one scoring, and he was. Whereas, I mean, those 95, 96 Bulls and the 98 Bulls, he had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley was in there, Steve Kerr. There were many people that could score well, which is why, yeah, that's which is why, agree. which is why Michael Jordan had less points in the finals, in my opinion. And that's also why I don't <laughs> think you can hold the six and zero in the finals against LeBron because he had Andrew Verjao is his second best player in one of these, and like we said, J.R. Smith yeah. is arguably his second best. Tennessee player. Tennessee I don't know if I'd say J.R. Smith was the best. I'd probably put Kevin Love over him. Constantly injured though. I mean, okay, yeah, oh, injury, Love, injury prone, injured. but when he's healthy, I mean, Kevin Love is and. He wasn't exactly setting the world on fire, though, in the finals. Oh, no, but he's a a very effective rebounder, and he's a good defensive player for the size that he has. Good defensive player and Kevin Love, I don't think, belong in the same sentence. He's not a very good defensive player. He's got the height to affect shots. He should be a good defensive player. He's really... He's, I mean, he's a stretch four who can shoot, and with the size they have, sometimes he has to play the five. Which well, makes him a stretch five. <laughs> well, we've heard it all here. We've got uh, we've got both arguments from both sides. We've got a lot of see. I, I like the whole the ring comparisons, shooting comparison, because those, those are the big ones you're gonna hear. But yeah, that kind of wraps up our uh, LeBron versus Jordan debate. Tyler, thanks for joining us, and our thanks we're getting getting more getting more guests on the show, trying to get uh, a little more involvement with our with our fans, right? Uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, and you can you can have a little closing statement for the dorm dispute community if you want. I mean, thanks for having me, guys. First yeah. of all, it's been yeah, it was awesome. A very 
It's been a nice debate. It's been a fun <laughs> Yeah, at least we kept it so. Yeah, it wasn't really Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, where they're just yelling at each other, and then I have to be like, hey, hey, everyone, calm down, calm down. Stephen A. Smith is something. Yeah, Stephen uh, A. Smith. Blasphemous. Blasphemous. I love how you brought up Kwame Brown, I just thought. Kwame He's a bona fide <laughs> scrub. His hands are too small to catch the ball. He's got no point. I will say, though, in for the, the Jordan, or for the LeBron side, Jordan got outscored by Kwame Brown in his last game. See, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if that's a very there good argument go. considering he was so old and should I have mean, been retired. As, as he was retiring after he took a couple years off to go play baseball. Exactly. Well, See, LeBron okay, never played baseball. Though. <laughs> he, the, he got, I'm telling you, yeah, he you, 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 but they didn't want the league's best player. That was gambling problem. Yeah, probably. His dad was. mysteriously got shot. Gambling problem. What? <laughs> telling you, conspiracy. Wow. Well, That's well, well next episode off. we'll have Dormer dispute statement. Dormer dispute conspiracy theory edition. Yeah. Uh, How come we don't talk about Kareem as the best player? You know, that's another conspiracy. I still think Russell Westbrook's better than. What? That's why they don't like him. <laughs> but he's got most. He's got MVPs, check finals, okay, check, but most points, check, skyhook. Has anyone done the has skyhook? Either, since? Has, has either of these guys like averaged a triple double for Kareem. a whole season? <laughs> Has any of these guys averaged triple double the whole season? Yeah, I don't think so. Guys okay, you have to win at least one. You have to win at okay, least one. Okay, in ten years, when Luka Doncic is considered better than both MJ and, jo- and LeBron, then I'll, I'll be the winner here. I, you, can't, <laughs> you can't be the best when you're averaging a triple double and your teammate admits he was letting you have rebounds. Hey, you know what? Yes. I totally agree. <laughs> it shows his leadership qualities. Also, speaking of defense, I think LeBron's signature play was the block. So you know, yeah, that's true. There for a play. while. Now his signature play is letting the guy run past him and putting his foot out and hoping to kick the ball. That's true. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to get on to our NFL stuff. So yeah, thanks for joining Thank us. For we got some good uh, thanks, good banter guys. at the end. Yeah, it's been real. Uh, we will see you. We'll, we'll see you later. Tonight. You'll see me we'll later. See, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, come back. See you, man. Come back yeah, again. Yeah. We, we, Don't all right. See you. Thanks, see you man. All right, well, we got to move on. We got some NFL weekly stuff. Adam Schefter was crazy, crazy on the Twitter timeline. A lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of moves happening. Big one before we get into the moves that went down. Yeah. Jordan Howard for the Bears, rumored to be traded. Really? There was big trade rumors yesterday going around that the Bears are shopping him, which, honestly, for a Bears fan, I think it's a horrible idea. You cannot yeah. lay on Tyreek Cohen is your main back. Yeah, now, he's yes, not a Jordan, bell cow. Like, Howard averaged 3.2 yards per carry, yes, but, like, he's a good, he's a solid running back. Yeah, you kind of need that. Tyreek Cohen, and, like, they were going to get a third-round pick. That's what I heard. Like, you, you Third-round pick? I think That's he's a little better. I think he's decent. But, yeah. Now for the root moves that have happened. So Eric Weddle got cut by the Ravens. And a lot of these moves, before I have to like say it, that it's about each one, a lot of these are like free agency coming up. Uh, we don't want to get something for you. Um, or they should want to pay him. Those the free agency coming up, that's the trade. Uh, they, they don't they didn't want to pay Eric Weddle. So the Rams or the sorry about that. Ravens cut him. He's going to the Rams. Which honestly, good pickup for them. Leadership on their defense that they kinda need. They kinda need that veteran presence as uh, they have a lot of young cornerbacks who have shown they can play, but they, they haven't been, you know, a team yet. Um, Another veteran on that defense, too, because they really yeah. got one more year with yeah. the whole free agency thing to like, yeah. really make a push. Yeah, with him and they keep the lead. Speaking of the Rams, too, Todd Gurley has the arthritis. Yes, all the arthritis. We totally so, forgot to talk about that. We knew, like, that was, like, we're yeah, talking, like, like, there's no... He's got to like, be a factor in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's not... Not, and we, yeah, our whole thing was like if he's healthy, if he's getting those touches. But now nah, it was the CJ Anderson show once again. Uh, now that my Broncos, uh, as their rotating door of quarterbacks, actually for both teams, kind of progresses. Case Keenum traded to the Redskins. I believe Broncos gave him a seventh rounder and Case Keenum for a sixth rounder. So it's basically just saying we don't want to pay him anymore. We don't want to have the backup being paid like 15 mil. Um, so that's smart by the Broncos. Yeah, Flacco's are going to be our gap stop. Maybe we'll draft QB, maybe not, but. We'll find someone else to be a backup. And the Redskins need someone to throw it in the general direction of Antonio Brown when they try to trade. For exactly. Uh, the for the Browns, they traded a tackle. I did not write down his name. Sorry for that uh, left tackle that they traded uh, for Olivier Vernon. Which honestly, that's a big move for the Browns. Olivier Vernon is a really good pass rusher who's had decent numbers despite being on a pretty poor Giants team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with him and uh, Miles Garrett, that could be something. Yeah, another corresponding move too. They cut J- linebacker Jamie Collins, who yes. led the team last year in tackles. So yeah. 
he's looking for work too. Crazy. Yeah, Jamie Collins. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good defensive players in the market. Justin especially Houston. Especially at safety. Schefter also reported Justin Houston uh, probably going to get released because yeah. of the contract he has. So. Speaking of contracts and getting cut, Danny Mendola after one year with the Dolphins is now a free agent. Big. That's a decent decent number two wide receiver on the board right now. He could be a good slot guy, good outside threat. The, yeah, it's really not a whole lot of teams where he wouldn't fit. Yeah, honestly, it's just, he's the kind of guy you just kind of throw him in there, give him a couple passes, he can do something for you. Uh, Jaguars potentially making cap space for Nick Foles as they cut uh, former Super Bowl 50 champion Malik Jackson, uh, making uh, getting getting cap space there. They have not. They, they're reportedly going to cut Bortles and sign Foles. They haven't cut Bortles yet, so we don't really know what's going on. It was weird too because they say like as of right now, Bortles is our starting quarterback. So we don't yeah. know how much that means. Which, because, like, the whole as of right now thing is, like, kind of weird because it's like, okay, well, obviously, like, he's your starting quarterback right now, but in a week when right. you cut him. It's it, kind of like yeah, the it's like, yeah. But I think Nick Foles, it'll be interesting to see. With that defense, he yeah. will have some help. Uh, they need another – they need a number one wide receiver yeah. for him because the Eagles did have a lot of weapons and a good system. Now, the yeah. quarterback coach that was on the Eagles and they won the Super Bowl is now with the Jaguars. I don't know if that makes that big of a difference, yeah. though, but we'll, we will see. They also cut Carlos Hyde. That was the other player that the Jags cut, which, yeah. honestly, another good running back. Decent running back out there. Can Who they just traded for, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and then, so, speak, speaking of quarterbacks, Josh Josh Rosen. Uh, Josh Rosen still in the Cardinals. Maybe not for much longer, though, as they're looking to potentially trade him and draft Kyler Murray at that number one spot. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd be fine with them. Well, I'd be fine with them drafting Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury tried to recruit him. I think he'd fit good in that system. Yeah. But at the same time, you're giving up on Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, I think, if you do trade him, he's gonna, he could still be a solid quarterback. Yeah, I, think I definitely the, think so, too. The comp right now, he kind of has a similar game to Jared Goff. He is brittle, which I don't like, but he throws a really nice football first yes. off. He was behind one of the worst offensive lines in football. With just a generally bad team. The running game was terrible. Yeah. Like, the only guy, there, it's not like he had a whole lot of targets to throw to. He had Larry Fitzgerald, but he's old, and how yeah. long are you going to be able to throw to him? The, the defense isn't that great. Or... Like, he doesn't. He wasn't at a good team. His first-year head coach just got fired a year later. Like, I think it's unfair to completely blame exactly. this on Josh Rosen. But... Clay, uh, Murray fits Cliff Kingsbury's system, the new head coach there. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We will with see. That. Um, another guy, Antonio Brown. Thought we were going. Thought he was going to the Bills, but after uh, then he said, "Wait a second, I'm going from Ben Roethlisberger and uh, all this really good team to the Bills." I don't think so. And so it was actually funny. ESPN kind of tweeted, or they put on Instagram, you know, uh, they're closing on a deal, and then uh, Antonio Brown responded saying, "Fake news." Uh, and apparently it was. Apparently both, or at least the Steelers backed out, and now they say, quote, there are very little options left. They're one of the more undesirable teams. Like, first off with the Bills, like, yeah. no one wants to play there. Their best, uh, one of their best players in franchise history, uh, Jim Kelly, didn't want to play there. Yeah. When he first got drafted there. No one wants to play there. I think them, Cleveland, Detroit, and if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, are on the list of cities that, like, People don't really want to play in. They're not desirable yeah. cities to live in. You don't want to play there. What changes it is, like, the only reason people want to play in Green Bay is because of Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Like, if the Bills had a good quarterback, I think he would have no problem going over there. Josh Allen? Uh, yeah, that's, I don't that's, think so. that's questionable. But for Antonio Brown, too, like, Larry Fitzgerald said it. Like, he doesn't realize how good he had it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure Roethlisberger could be a pain in the ass, and he is a jerk. But, yeah, like, he's... Not, you're with a Hall of Fame quarterback. You had a lot of weapons there. That's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good city. And I understand, like, Antonio Brown's whole thing and, like, knowing his wealth where it's like, look, I, I don't even have to play football. Um, and I, I totally understand that. Like, as a player, you don't want to be the guy. Like, as a, especially as like a wide receiver, if, when you feel like you're being overshadowed by your quarterback and then your coach takes the quarterback side and you kind of just feel like, you know, you're you, he's like, I'm, I'm one of the best receivers in the league. And they're like, he feels like he's being screwed over by just, like, Leadership, whatever, locker room stuff. But, like, at the same time, man, like, I don't, it, if you want to play football and if you want to just – I mean, if you want to get trophies, like, work it out with the Steelers, man. Just, like, work it out. You've got a really good number two receiver. Get a running back. And that's still a good team. Not only that, they're the ones making him relevant. Yes. Like Larry Fitzgerald, we just talked about him. Great player. Everyone respects him. But yeah. is he relevant? Do we talk about him on a weekly nope. basis? Nope. No. We talked about Antonio Brown because he's on a good team. And yeah. Fitzgerald's with the team. So if he gets traded to one of these things, he's probably going to go to, like, the Redskins or 
the Raiders yeah. or something. He will be irrelevant there. Yeah. And I don't even, like they said, I don't know who's going to trade for him at this point. The market's really small. He hasn't done himself any favors by doing no. all this talking. Like, he was on LeBron James' show, The Shop. Yeah. They saw, oh, Ben Roethlisberger, you threw it to the line. You're telling me to run a better route, all, all this, this. And they're all laughing along with them. It's like, well, first off, those are basketball players. Completely different. Football is a, more of a team culture sort yeah. of thing. Where it's not like the same as like the mobility and stuff of basketball. So, of course, they're going to understand you. But you're not doing yourself any favors by going on there, talking to, like, venting to basketball players. Yeah. Two completely different things. So, I don't know. I got a lot of feelings about that. There's reports the Raiders were interested, which I yeah. think would be incredibly stupid. Yeah. Because you just traded away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, two yeah. great locker room guys, and you want to like who are stars, and you can bring in yeah. Antonio Brown. I just that, that would Not show that Gruden. I, no yeah, brand. Gruden. I think th- those two personalities clash. Um, honestly. <laughs> One of the best fits I can see for him is the Niners. I don't know if they're in the market. They're not in the market though. They're I agree. That is their best. That is the, his best fit. Yeah. But there's they don't they're not interested. Yeah. And there was reports. This actually kind of comes down to the, um, the discussion we're having is like the Broncos reported to trade him. Honestly, on paper, great move. Broncos they have really good um, number one receiver right now. Sort uh, uh, Sutton Court. <sighs> Can't speak. Cortland Sutton, um, Manuel Sanders staying on for one more year. They could use some. They could use some help a receiver with Joe Flacco. But then the Broncos are saying we're not interested. We don't want it for our locker room. We don't need it right now. We, our receivers are good. We're we're fine. Thank you. Next, got him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on. Big soccer to talk about. Big, so big so I'm, I'm just gonna br- lightly go over because I'm gonna be talking about it in my closing rant, but. This uh the two, the two games I won't be talking about in my door in closing rant. Dortmund lost Tottenham one 0 which just they didn't really have much hope. Um, as the aggregate was already three 0 so Tottenham is moving on uh, to four 0 as Dortmund's season is crumbling before their eyes out of the Champions League, out of the DFB Cup, and they have totally bottled their lead against Bayern. They were once nine or thirteen points. I thought nine. No, it was. It was it was around ten points. I know that they had they had a comfortable lead, and a couple weeks later, here we are tied on. They're ba- they're only up in first by goal differential. Bayern's coming. Uh, they didn't have much hope. Neither did Ajax, but they came out firing. And I'll talk about this game later as they beat Real Madrid one four to one at their crib, Real Madrid's home. Uh, so they made it three to five. So Ajax is moving on. Porto beat Roma three one in extra time, which was a really entertaining game. It went into extra time because it was 3-3 on aggregate with both having two away goals. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, if the, the score, there's two games, one at, um, so like one at Porto, one at Roma, and an away goal, if you have more away goals when the score is tied. Um, so for instance, like PSG and Man U, Man U won the game 3-1, which made it 3-3 on aggregate, but Man U won- scored three goals at PSG's home since they had more away goals. Uh, they went through. Uh, so, yeah, but it went to extra time for Porto and Roma, and then there was a penalty awarded by VAR, which is basically, like, I don't know, uh, video replay and, like, baseball and football, awarding a penalty, uh, and that what made uh, Porto go through. And then, like I said before, man, you beat PSG 3-1. And I'll get more in-depth later in my closing rant. But, I mean, last week we had, like, the windows open on the Friday, because it was warm, and then earlier this week we had like 15 and 20 degrees out. It was snowing yesterday. Exactly. It was snowing yesterday, and now I got the window open with a fan on. So, Ted Wick heating and cooling not helping us at all. Like usual. Yeah, like typically. Uh, but for my hot, um, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll start with my hot. Let me pull this up on my phone real quick. Um, so, I heard... That there were some people. There was one specific brother of a certain host on this show. It's not me, by the way. Uh, someone, some one of the hosts on this show, his brother, was not a huge fan of my closing rant, saying that the combine was dumb and that no one cares and it's stupid and I hate it. Well, the general managers care. Yeah, he was saying, well, the, well, the, the GMs <laughs> care. GMs care. And while it wasn't really my point, I'm sure the GMs care. Kyler Murray's hand size, they they may care. Beats me. They get paid a lot more money than I do to care about those things. Um, we got we got some we got some interesting information from a cornerback, Lonnie Johnson of Kentucky. Uh, I haven't heard much about this guy, but then again, I don't really watch this stuff. Uh, 
So quarterback out of Kentucky, you know, they have their formal interviews, and a lot of them, uh, like there was one earlier that some guy had been asked uh, about a test he cheated on in eighth grade. He said, uh, tell us about this. That was on their formal interview. Well, this Lonnie Johnson quarterback out of the Kentucky said the Seahawks put him in a, quote, staring contest lasting 15 to 16 seconds during his formal interview with them. He said he won. Couldn't recall the name of who he went against. So there you have it. Modern NFL. Do we care? About his 40 time, or how many picks he got in college, or how well he played. No. How well can you do a, in, in a staring contest against our special teams coach? That's the real question of whether we want to draft this guy or not. So for those of you who don't think the combine is stupid, I'll just I'll just let you have that information. Do whatever you will with it. Uh, my hot for the week is Inside the NBA and Charles Barkley's career in comedy, because I think it's heating up. He's got a good chance there. On uh, this week's edition... Uh, Chuck said he invited LeBron James to inside the NBA for the playoffs because, quote, he will have nothing better to do then. <laughs> and then Chuck nice. countered by saying if he, if LeBron sends him a check, he will beat up Chuck. <laughs> so There you go. Well, I love those guys. The fun never stops around that. <laughs> They're so funny. But honestly, LeBron's probably not going to... Probably not gonna have anything to be doing. He'll be producing some stuff. He's got yeah. Space Jam Jew to fill. Yeah. He's got his pizza chain to run. Oh, plenty. He has of a stuff. pizza chain. Yeah, Blaze Pizza. Do you remember that before like the season started? Yeah, Blaze Pizza. Where he's yeah. gonna show up? Like, or he like it sounded like he's gonna show up, and all these people were waiting outside. Uh, yeah. Like in a long line or whatever, and he never showed up. Yeah. yeah. His whole thing with LA has been weird. Yeah. Like. I think even looking at him when, like, the moment happened when he passed MJ, like, looking up, it almost looked like he had some regret, like, oh, man. Because if, if, if it was in Cleveland and that happened, they would have been a hailed huge him as kings. deal. Where, like, they didn't really want to accept him to begin with, and he's kind of had a rough start getting people to yeah. embrace him there to begin with, so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Why not? <coughs> Uber releases released its annual Lost and Found Index. And someone left a Babe Ruth signed baseball in an Uber recently. Now you may say, "Wow, that's that's crazy. That's really interesting artifact or item to find in an Uber lost and found." Well, you're wrong because they also found this is from their list one Gucci flip flop, deer antlers with a wedding helmet, whatever that is, an Elvis cape, a mannequin. I don't even know how you get you on the card. A salmon head, eighteen. 18- K, 18K gold teeth set and one baby chihuahua. So those are just the uh, <laughs> highlighted items coming out of the latest okay, Uber Lost and Found. Okay, first the baby chihuahua? Who's the idiot that <laughs> leaves their chihuahua there? And who's the driver that's like, do you not notice the baby <laughs> chihuahua, a baby you're chihuahua? Sir, why don't you take your filthy animal out of my car? There's no way you're driving away with. Like, the next crazy. person gets in and they're like, um, "Why is there a chihuahua in your car?" You're like, "Wait, there's a chihuahua in my car," and like a mannequin. Like, how intoxicated do you have to be to bring a mannequin into a car and like forget it's there? Like, maybe, I don't. Maybe he's just a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows. Maybe, Babe maybe, Ruth baseball, too. I know. A signed baseball from Babe Ruth. Like, it's got to be worth a lot anything, of money. I'm keeping an eye on that. Exactly. Babe Ruth, though. I wonder if it was in a case. Or it was just rolling around. <laughs> yeah. They were just playing, you know, they just went to their, you know, men's league, got an Uber with the team, and they had a baseball, apparently, signed by Babe Ruth. That's what I want to, yeah. Did, did they have it in, like, the ultra-light case or whatever? Yeah. Like, or that? Who knows? There you go. My knot of this week is Eric Weddle. And no, not the Eric Weddle that got released. Uh, Eric Weddle, the journalist in Indiana who also hosts a, hosts a radio show. And much like what happened with D. Ford after the AFC Championship Games, many people were tweeting the wrong Eric Weddle after he got released. And his Twitter blew up. And there was some pretty funny exchanges on there. Like, a bunch of them were like, whoa, you look crazy without your beard. And the guy at first was like, wait, what? <laughs> I saw how different he looked. Another one uh, was like, a uh, guy said to him, keep going, bud. There's, there may be a place for you. It may have a star uh, on, a hel- uh, on a helmet, uh, meaning Dallas. And he goes, don't know what this means, but sounds cool. Another one said, Eric Weddle, come to the Patriots, please. Think a lot of my indie friends will get angry over that. <laughs> uh, Eric, want to join the Eagles? No, really despise all their songs. <laughs> um, so he's pretty good with it. Let's see if there's any other. Um, let's see. 
Uh, oh, here's why. Come to Pittsburgh. Also, I don't remember you being so nerdy. Must be because you shaved the beard. Anyway, play for the Steelers. Thanks. I am not nerdy, Rob. <laughs> he replied. So, yeah, just a lot of fun uh, exchanges. Um, that should be a, a new segment. You had, like, your, your bowl, bowl crap, and that's yes. bowl drive. Speaking of this is bowl drive, we got another installment of that this week. Oh, yeah. Of this is bowl drive. There you go. Oh, smooth, seamless transit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Bulls actually have been playing much better. They have. As of late. They've been entertaining. They're not, in, in, the, in the good way, not the, like, They beat know. the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, Zach, they won, they beat the Hawks in four overtimes. That was Zach crazy. Zach Levine's playing incredible. Uh, Robin Lopez has been playing incredible. Last night, they were playing the uh, 76ers. And big game. It was a big game. Well, I mean, lottery odds. They won, and their odds <laughs> dropped from 14% to 12 for Zion. But yeah, they were kind of locked in that four spot. Either way, they pulled off a nice home victory, or so they thought. Levine hit a, a nice shot for... Uh, they were down by one. It was an and one, right? Yeah, and he got an and one. He missed a free throw, so there's .5 seconds left after he made it with, like, yeah, he made it with .5 seconds left. He missed the and one. Or 1.5, he missed the and one, so then there was .5 seconds left. 76ers called the timeout, drew up a play, got an inbound, shot went up, swatted back down by Zach Levine, but they thought it was tipped by Robin Lopez initially, so they had to review to see if, like, they started the clock in time. Meanwhile, Zach Levine just had his post-game interview. The Bulls are celebrating. All the fans are leaving. Everyone's in the tunnel. The only one standing out is uh, the coach, uh, Rob Brown, I believe, for the 76ers. They're reviewing it. They're like, oh, wait, Robin Lopez didn't touch it on the inbound. We started the clock too early. So they had to get everyone back out there. One of their better defensive players, and the Bulls aren't known for their defense, so they really needed this defensive <laughs> player, was Otto Porter Jr., who was currently peeing because he was having a mandatory drug test after the game. So they could not get him on the floor, so they're scrambling to find another player. I think they, I believe they put in Wayne Selden instead of him. And luckily oh the Bulls Lord. survived. The 76 has actually got off like a decent-looking shot, considering it was .5 seconds. It was an open look. Missed the mark, and the Bulls survived. I kind of hope that that went in just to see, like, the repercussions. The Bulls are like, are you kidding me? Like, guys taking a drug test, peeing in a cup, can't play defense. Zach Levine, a couple minutes before, was literally just talking about, like, oh, they're like, oh, how does it feel to get this win? And then they have to go back out there and, like, replay it. Yikes. Crazy. But, yeah, there you have it. That's So, yeah, maybe we'll have a new segment called That's Not My Twitter Account. Yes. Or something like that. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But, you know, we already had, like, a hot topic debate session. But, you know, we've got a lot a lot of talk about playoffs concerning the Lakers. Playoffs? Playoffs. But playoffs. we haven't really talked about the other teams who are actually in the playoff race right now. So we're just going to go through the standings and just kind of a set. We'll give a mini assessment of each team. Yes. Um, and then we'll definitely, as the playoffs, or as the regular season ends, We'll probably do the same thing and go more in depth. But Kinda this like is just top power five for yeah, football. But yeah. address the tip. But if you're betting, if you're betting on who's making the playoffs, we'll, we'll try and help you out. When you or if they in. are contenders. Yeah, exactly. We'll go with the East first. Yeah, we'll go with the East first. So East just um, right off the, you yeah, know, the first. Uh, yeah, the Bucks in first. Then the Raptors, Pacers, Sixers, Celtics. Then we got the Pistons, Nets, and Heat. Starting with them. Last three, Pistons, Nets, and Heat—they don't have a chance. Yeah, and if you, if you if you look at the other teams in the East, it's like the Magic, Hornets, and Wizards are all well, not the Wizards, but the Magic and the Hornet are like right behind. But if you look, there's a large, there's like an eight-win drop-off between the Celtics and then the Pistons, Pistons, Nets, Heat, Magic, Hornets. So that's kind of just a toss-up there. Realistically, and this conference is actually like tight. Starting off yeah. with the Bucks, Giannis and the Bucks have been playing well. Yeah, Giannis has never made it out of the first round, which is my one indictment on him. Yeah, he can't shoot. But Middleton's been Chris Middleton's been surprisingly like good. Yeah, he is a good shooter. Yeah, they got a lot of role players there. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, uh, could be uh, Brooke Lopez, he, he's money from three. And it's a nice. They got some big guys down there, so they they will definitely be interesting to watch. Yeah. I think they could be a contender. The Raptors, despite Kawhi, I think it's the same story, just yeah. a different year. So I definitely think they're, they fold in the playoffs. They, they'll be interesting to see, and I definitely think they'll have more fight. But I think when you watch the Raptors, the same goes for the uh, the, the, the the Trailblazers. Um, with these two teams, like in the playoffs, they've cons- they've always had like. Decent rosters when they play, or not? Not the Blazers. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. This is just focusing on the Raptors. They've always um, 
they've always had like a decent roster and like talent, but they're just not winners. Like that locker room, and I don't think Kawhi's a winner. Like I, he's easily one of the most talented basketball players out there. But when it comes to just like locker room pleasance, just born winner. I don't think it's it. Bucks, I think third round, realistically. Yeah. Raptors, I think second round exit. Pacers. I think they could be a second round exit too. They're good. They would be contenders if they still had a Oh, uh, I know. It's a, I it's absolute shame. After that I he got saw injured. them play against the Bulls, like looking at that roster, they have a lot of shooters. Yeah. They play very tough defense. They're kind of one of those teams that like you don't think about because they like fly under the radar. Yes. No one really talks yes. about them. But they are a very good team, and this they could still be a decent team next year. I think they can win a playoff season. They were very close to knocking off the Cavs last year with LeBron yeah. James. They took them to a tough seven. I think they had Oladipo would be a different story. But I can see this team. Uh, making it to the second round yeah. of the playoffs. They don't obviously need stars in the NBA, which they don't have. But this is a deep team. Like, Don't count out the pa- Pacers. could be a team to watch. There's yeah, a very solid definitely. brand of basketball they play. Now, to the other con- the contenders, the next, I think, that could go to the finals here, 76ers, Celtics. Yeah, I think the next two. There. They're definitely kind of circus circus acts right now, especially the Celtics with Kyrie's distant from the team. And then uh, ever since the whole Nick stuff came out, um, but I definitely think, I mean, they have, they have so much talent. Like, the talent's undeniable, and whether they are figuring it out right now in the regular season, I feel like, especially for the Celtics, like, they should get to the playoffs and be like, look, guys, like, we we have to put aside, especially Kyrie, like, dude. And also, like, though, I don't know, I don't know if this is a factor, but the whole trade stuff with Anthony Davis, where it's like, look, whatever happens in the future is going to happen. This team might get broken up, might stay together, we don't know. We are in the playoffs now, and we have we just have to win now. See I what we can do. Completely agree because the playoffs are like one of those times like your ego, you're like check your ego at the door. It's like all right, yeah. now it's time to play. Put our differences yeah. aside. Like winning's the most important thing. They got the best coach, one of the best coaches in basketball, maybe yeah. behind Greg Popovich. You still got Kyrie. Gordon Hayward's been playing well. Like, yeah, he had a game winner this week. Yeah. He had a thirty point game. They killed the Warriors. That was like they one of the worst losses, and they it was did. in Oakland. Worst loss uh, under the Steve Kerr era. I, I find it hard to believe any of these teams in the East are going to beat them in a four-game series. Yes. Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee could play them tough, potentially, and I think the 76ers could, too, but it all depends if Joel Embiid's healthy. And I, I don't – yeah, I think I think the Celtics are the team to beat in that conference. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you've talked – Celtics, Sixers, um, they can definitely battle it out. Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, three teams that I think will be in contention to be in the conference final. Yes. One, And then it's kind of like a toss-up, but I think the Celtics got the edge. I think I would go Celtics, Bucks – and then Sixers would be my power three. Power three. I actually have to agree with that. I think the Sixers are good, but they're not quite putting it together. Each each of their players kind of has a little bit of, a little too much of flaw for me. Whether it's Jimmy Butler and his shenanigans, you know, Ben Simmons, which has been a weird story. She can't, he switched his shooting hand. Yeah. Shooting, shooting, I believe he was shooting lefty first, now he's shooting righty, which is like, Dude, and I mean, I feel bad for Simmons because when you look at him on the three-point line, there's no one even close to him because they're like, shoot, a three. We don't care. You won't do it. And if you do it, you'll brick it. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the West. This one's easy for me. Warriors, yeah. No one's going to beat them. Yeah. Maybe the best chance is the Rockets. And yeah. that's if Chris Paul is healthy. Yes. I think that's open to Nuggets. Don't have a chance. Thunder. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll read it. So it right, goes yeah, go for Warriors, it. Warriors, Warriors, then Nuggets, Thunder, Rockets, Blazers, Jazz, Spurs, Clippers. Yeah, Clippers, they were selling at the deadline. Yeah. They're not. Like, the Clippers, like, it's good, like, good Power for them. Power to them for yeah. making the playoffs and being yeah. competitive. Yeah. And they might get Kawhi in this offseason. Yeah, but. so good for them. Spurs, you know, they're kind of just hanging on to the remnants of past where they were used to be a power team, uh, always in the conversation. But now, I mean, I'll give credit to them. Like, Marcus Jaldridge, he's having a pretty good year, um, but nothing special there. Jazz, you know, they're a fun team to watch. And if you look at the I roster, they got, Mitchell, they, yeah, they got pieces. Um, I love watching them, but I don't. I don't think you're gonna do much. Blazers are overrated in my opinion. A lot of people have been praised. A lot of people have been praised. Who I like in this canter, but he's not pushing you over yeah. the top. Charles Barkley, they, they they lost to the Thunder last night in one or two overtimes. Pretty close game. Charles Barkley at halftime of that game said Blazers are going to the finals. Do you actually like genuinely believe that? As Stephen A. Smith said, shut up. You smoke crack. Moving on to the Rockets, you know James Harden, kind of a one-man show. Chris Paul is not having as much of an impact anymore um, as he used to be. I still like them. 
um, and they have they're, they have decent depth. But honestly, I think the Thunder have overtaken them as like kind of the number two team in the West. I well, the Nuggets are only one game back from the Warriors, so if they can get it, it'll be interesting seeding wise yeah. too, because that could really throw things off. Yeah. I don't think the Nuggets are contenders. But honestly, the Nuggets though, if you look at them, they're very young. Their stars are young. Um, they have got depth. I think, like, in the coming future, if they get a couple pieces, I definitely think they could be a strong team to beat. Until Kevin Durant leaves, if he leaves this offseason, though, I think it's going to be tough. Like, that'll change the landscape of the NBA. But if he doesn't, I still think it's the Warriors. The yeah. Warriors. And, I mean, yeah, looking right now, like, look, they, uh, Draymond Green said the other night when they lost to the Celtics, because um, there was one play that was, like, abhorrently bad defense. And he said, if you look, he said, he was saying, basically saying, like, um, if people are saying, oh, Boogie Cousins showed up, now our, all, all of a sudden our defense is quote-unquote shit. But if you look at it, the whole season, our defense has always been shit. That's what he said. They don't care. Yeah, well, yeah. they don't care about the regular season. Yeah. They need the playoffs. Exactly. And honestly, though, Boogie Cousins, whether he's, like, good for them defensively, offensively or not, I definitely think, because I think a knock for the Warriors has been they're kind of soft, where Boogie Cousins, dude, that's a goon. When they were being thrashed by the Celtics, and the Celtics got some, like, Marcus Smart, he was going at it with their players. And, like, honestly, I think that's kind of a little bit of a fight that they kind of need, whether he gets ejected in the third quarter or not. Um, I think that's something. But, yeah, honestly, if you had to predict final, now not who's champions, although I think we know who you'd pick. Who, who, who's your final? Who's in the finals? Ooh, right now, uh, I'd probably go, we'll go Warriors-Celtics. Warrior Celtics? That'd be fun. Warrior Celtics. That would be fun. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, yeah Warrior Celtics or Warriors Bucks, but I think as of right now, it'd be Warrior Celtics. Honestly, my dream final is Warriors Sixers. That'd be good, too. Because I think Jimmy Ballers to put into next gear, Joel Embiid would definitely have some trash talking to say, and that would be awesome. The East is a lot more competitive. Yes. Because, like, with LeBron's teams, you kind of knew they don't really have a chance. There's no yeah. depth on here. There's a lot more depth. In yes, these other teams, definitely uh, with the Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, we, we should be a nice, definitely it'll be a good, interesting gentleman's uh, sweep. Five yes, games. <laughs> it will. A lot, of, a lot of good Twitter moments <laughs> coming in. We got best for last because we got the best sport in the world in the best competition for last. The Champions League. I wish I could, I wish we'll, we'll play the theme song because you know what? In soccer, they're cool and everything else. They have their own theme songs for competitions. The Champions League, if I have one thing to say for what I, my predictions of the Champions League, is roll the damn tape. Because on podcast numero uno, the, the inaugural dorm room dispute episode, my closing rant was how Real Madrid is in deep trouble. They fired their, yeah, see, Mish can play. Who do you play? Real Madrid was in deep trouble. They had just fired their coach. They got a new one as... They had lost a couple games early on, and they have, they're losing to bad teams, like Gans for all, all teams. You've never heard of them. I haven't either, and I'm a soccer fan. But Real Madrid was in deep trouble. They lost Ronaldo, but they were saying, you know what, we can do it. And then they go and play Ajax, whose entire team salary, like their whole, like all, their starting 11, that salary was equal to that of Gareth Bale's salary, who is a, coming off the bench for a lot of the season. But now he's playing. Sergio Ramos... So there's a rule in soccer where if you pick up too many yellow cards in uh, consecutive games, because this tournament isn't that many games, it's uh, seven to start off in the group stages, or no, six or seven, and then you have the tournament play. If you pick up enough yellow cards, you get suspended for a game, but if you get suspended, it resets. Sergio Ramos deliberately picked up a yellow card Against Ajax, leg one. I, I appreciate the music. I like that. He So, Sergio Ramos, captain. He's the guy. He's the dude at Real Madrid. He's the face of the franchise. He deliberately picked up a yellow card. And he actually... He, the reason we know this is because he said it voluntarily. He deliberately got a yellow card because he was like, Look, I'll get suspended for like two against Ajax. Because we're at home. We already won 2-1. It's in the bag. We got it. ESPN gave him a 97% chance to win. He said, we already got it. So I'll take my suspension this game, and then it'll reset, and I won't get suspended for the better teams we play in the quarters. 
and then they got their booties handed to them 4-1 by Ajax, a team who last year, their oldest player was 23 years old. They were a bunch of babies. They are a bunch of prospects. And yet they took Real Madrid by the horns and they just totally put them in, turned them into a whipping post. So they were just putting on goals, putting on shots. But you know what? For Real Madrid, you know what? They've won the last three Champions Leagues. Their era, they had a good run. Ramo left. Zidane left. Gareth Bale, speaking to him, scored two goals in the championship last year. Yeah, he did. Exactly. Their team, like last year they won, the year before that they won, but it's kind of just come to an end. They had a good run. Ronaldo. <coughs> exactly. Exactly. Ronaldo leaving, they're saying, look, it's kind of, it's all done. We had a good run. A lot of their guys are older, just not playing as high as they used to be. I'm not going to hate on Luka Modric, Tony Kroos, because they are fantastic players, just past their prime. It happens. You know, we had the, the Cardinals, you know, they, they, they had a good, they had a the Arizona Cardinals, I'm saying. They had a good run. It's over now. They got old. You can see that with a lot of teams. And then there's PSG. The notorious losers and duds of the Champions League. They signed Mbappe. Then they had Na- they had Neymar. They had the team. They were ready to play. They, they, they signed all these guys for the Champions League. Buffon, he's never won the Champions League. So he goes over to PSG just to win it with them. Because, you know what? Two years ago, they were up 4 nothing. And then they lost six to one against Barcelona in in the biggest. I mean that honestly rivals the the choke jobs of the Cleveland Indians and the Golden State Warriors because they had to go. They 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 had eight minutes left in the game, and they're they just don't give up three goals. That's all they had to do, and they choked it away. Last year they lost to a good Real Madrid team. Won't blame them too much for that. But this time they're playing Man- Manchester United. They're already up 2-0. They just got to play it out. Manchester United, Pogba's suspended. Lingard's hurt. Martial's hurt. And uh, Nemanja Matic hurt. They had a bunch of guys out for the game. They were playing Tahith Chong. They were playing. They were putting 19-year-olds. They had two 17-year-olds on their bench, Manchester United, because they didn't have anyone better. They just put academy players. They said, look, we need players. You guys got to do something. And they're winning. Manchester United, they had two goals off of very bad mistakes that PSG handed to them. And then all of a sudden, in the last, in one of the few minutes of the game, penalty. Penalty to Man U as VAR sees a handball by, uh, I believe it was uh, Kimbepe, defender for PSG. And they choked it away once again. And this team, it they're losers, frauds duds they stink they suck bona fide scrubs because the fact that they choked this away is beyond me the fact that they have they haven't really won much they haven't gotten to the semis they haven't leeds united has gone farther than than psg in the champions league they have no history to go on and they all these players they spend billions of dollars and then they just throw it away so but i will say for my last roll the tape thing I said it a couple weeks ago that this this Champions League is going to give us some high-quality drama, and we already have that. We already have a whole lot of stuff to talk about. And this round of 16 isn't even over yet. We still got four more games next week, which I'll be watching during my stats class. And, uh, yeah. So there you have it. That's just my closing rant. I just love Champions League so much, but uh, we're already going on. The football oh, theme song is a lot better. I'm sorry. No way. No way. It's not as good. Eh, Does okay. that not get you amped? Nah, Champions League one is better. It's just it's just a beautiful it's song. It's pretty. I mean, if you want to take a nap, uh, that's a great oh, song. Oh my <laughs> word! Well, that's all we got for you today. We had our first our first experience with a special guest. We'll have some special guests coming soon, as we talked about with Cousin Socks. That's, that's all we up. got. Next time up. So thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week.